When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. On my talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers off. Holly Robertson are hanging out with you. Oh, yes. Happy Thursday. You made it over the hump. We are on the back end of the week, and boy, does it feel like a back end. It sure <laughs> does. Of a week heading into a holiday weekend. Uh, so I hope you guys all have awesome things planned. I do believe later in the show we're going to be talking a little bit about tra- are we do are we doing that today? Yeah, we're doing travel. <laughs> Lest you forget, Colleen. I know I did forget. We actually do plan and produce a show That's every accurate. single day for you. So yes, we're going to be talking about holiday travel in the one o'clock hour today. Yes. But Colleen, I'm so glad that you were talking about butts. Mm. Because we have some uh, a very butt forward topic now. I to kick I, off the show. I'm only assuming that it's a butt forward topic. Oh, I mean, it was but it was all the parts forward. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Remember that episode of life? Meaning, remember when Fifty Shades of Grey was the thing that we were all reading here at the radio station, and then it spun out into a movie, and that movie starred Dakota Johnson. And Dakota Johnson, now years later, is talking about what that experience was like. So she did. You've actually read the whole article. I just read the report of the report. I do. I think I have to have a because it's in Vanity Fair. And I think you have to have a subscription. I do not have that. But Holly, you have that. I have that. So you were able to read the entire report. I read the report of the report. And the part that I wanted to zero in on, at least in this moment, is what she said, what Dakota Johnson said in Vanity Fair about the experience of doing Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie. Mm -hmm. And I found myself kind of shocked at the truth that she was spilling about what it felt like to work with E.L. James, who was the actual writer of Fifty Shades of Grey. She used words. I guess I will say them. Please do. Um, well, I just, I don't know how I feel about this, but she said it was psychotic. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about that yeah. word in general, but she yeah. did say that the, that, the, that the, the experience of working with E.L. James, again, who, by the way, wrote Fifty Shades of Grey kind of as a fan fiction exercise from the Twilight novels. So she, like, loved Twilight, and she thought... What would happen if I inserted some BDSM and a little less vampire vampire and werewolf, (laughs) right? So, like, that's essentially what where she got this this idea to spin out. And then, so it's again, it's like a forbidden love type of story, but then there's just a lot of sex in it. But E.L. James was very, very involved in the making of the movie. And Dakota Johnson said it was 
awful because she would have an idea of how she wanted it to really mimic the book. And she would ask for them to do things like some of the monologuing that happened in their head yeah, out loud. And Dakota Johnson would, they would shoot it, but then they would all have another idea about how they wanted it actually done so that it wasn't crappy. Yeah. Because Dakota Johnson in Vanity Fair, she said she signed on to the movie because they thought that they were going to be able to take the source material, Fifty Shades of Grey, and expand upon it and nurture it in a way that simply, you it's, you can't translate a book into a movie straightforward. No. There are certain storytelling conventions that just don't work. And Dakota Johnson, being in the world of movies, was mm-hmm. very aware of that. E.L. James, from the world of books, wasn't quite aware of that. Right. So it ended up being sort of an artistic difference. And, and I did have a moment of just thinking about how difficult that really would be. It would be, be it would be hard on both levels. Right? It would be hard to be the author of the book and have a certain idea of how you saw it in your head and wanting to spill that into the telling of it on the screen. So I certainly have compassion for that. Yeah. And then I have compassion for the actors who know the business of acting and movie making and Hollywood and they're trying to do what artistically makes sense in the moment and I can see how that would be a clash mm-hmm. so it was it that just in and of itself was an interesting study for me and I thought I bet that this is not the first time that has happened on a movie set what creative conflict on a set of a major motion say. picture you don't say but certainly you don't hear it like this I was surprised that they allowed E.L. James that much creative control mm-hmm. over the movie yeah That was an interesting choice on the part of the filmmakers. Perhaps that movie was such a hot property, no pun intended, Yeah, that they were like, fine, we need to get these movies made. If we need E.L. James to be a part of it, and if that's what it's going to take to sign over the rights. by all means. Fine, okay. And here's what's funny about it, okay, because I can say this because I read all the books. She's not a good writer. She was not a good writer, and the story was good, but she's not a great writer so why would we think she would have been a great filmmaker but but it the property was so hot like they needed to make it because it had caught the zeitgeist in such a way which that's the other thing i wanted to just kind of take a trip down memory lane about holly did you get caught up in this absolutely not uh-huh. absolutely not i stayed away from 50 shades of gray i ugh, just it, there was something so Colleen, you mentioned earlier in this segment that Fifty Shades of Grey was essentially Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. It was horny Twilight. Yep. I stay I read one chapter of a Twilight book and I because I was curious. Mm-hmm. Not for me. Mm-hmm. Stayed away from all of that. Didn't understand it at all. I was just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Twilight, no. So Fifty Shades of Grey, a hornified Twilight. No, for sure. No, no. like even worse, but it captured the imagination of so I knew what it was. Right. So I need you to Colleen to tell me why the heck you all were reading Fifty Shades of Grey 10 years ago. You said it was bad. It was bad. It was was poorly written. So here's what I this (laughs) is what I will say for my own part. There's two things and I can I will speak for myself and then I will I will opine on behalf of others. For myself, I am. Two, there's two things to know about me. Number one is, I am a. I am a book whore. I will read anything. I will if I start it, 
even if it doesn't capture me, I will push through until it does. And I will finish the damn book. It Good is a, you. it is a, I don't know if it is a gift or a curse. It is just something about me. I cannot leave things like that unfinished. Uh-huh. So any book, and I will find something about the story to captivate me. Right. So like I, I read it because I had to read it. But the other piece of that, that was also driving this is if everybody's talking about it, I don't want to be the one that can't talk about it. So I, I'm going to read it. So I read those things. It's fluff. It is fluff. It takes you two days max of casual reading to get through it. <laughs> but would you say Fifty Shades of Grey brings the horn factor just as much as a Harlequin book? Okay, so here's another thing. Okay, maybe there's three things to know about me. That's not my genre. Like those just, I do not gravitate toward those books like Harlequin romance novels. Uh-huh. I don't gravitate toward Bodice that. Bodice Rippers. Not at all. Fabio Chess. It's just really not my <laughs> genre. It, you know, so, so it for me was a, a different thing that I was used to. And I actually think that that was true for a lot of people who were reading the book because everybody was talking about it. They'd never read a genre like that before. Yeah. Well, and it caught the imagination yes. clearly of people because Fifty Shades of Grey, the book was a phenomenon that was before my time at my talk. Yes. And and I didn't have to be into something necessarily just because everybody else was. But right. Colleen, this thing swept the whole it station. It sure did. And the only person here who was not having any of it, can you guess? Woman. The only woman on our air who was like, thought we were had all lost our actual minds was... Was it Lori? Lori Be- Bargini. yeah. yeah. Because Lori was like, this is nothing. This is crap. Like, she was like, yes. "There, you guys, this has existed forever. This is not the first. It's not even the best yeah. of this BDSM. It's not even that hot. It's not even that hot, right? So she was, I think, coming at it from a different angle. No mm-hmm. pun intended. But we all were doing the thing because everybody was talking about it. Now, again... It is a it is a soft entry point for a lot of people. Again, no pun. Uh-huh. And I mean, there were people that we worked with here who were behaving in all kinds of strange ways because of this book. And we did talk about it around the office quite a bit. And again, there are people and you know these people and I am these people. If everybody's talking about it, I'm not going to be the one that can't talk about if it. If everybody's getting horny yeah. from Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. then let's, 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 let's all old, get horny for let's it. Let's give it the old college try. Now, Dakota Johnson did say in Vanity Fair uh, about signing on to the Fifty Shades of Grey movies that they ultimately, I think, kind of left her a little to be desired. In as yeah. much as a filmmaking process, she was working with Sam Taylor Johnson on the first mm-hmm. film, which is the only movie that I saw of the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, and that the other two movies didn't quite have um, perhaps the erotic essence that yeah. she was looking for when she first signed on to star in these movies. Well, and I, you know, I can see how she, it, it was an interesting choice for her, kind of a relative unknown. She was known um, for her lineage more than for her acting chops. So she, this was going to be her launching pad, right? And and every actor has that. Every actor has, the, and they can pinpoint it. The time they made the decision, every you know, A-list actor can say it was this movie. It was the decision to make this movie that that turned me from like a working actor to a movie star. Mm -hmm. And this was supposed to be that for her. And, 
a lot of things happen in the making of a movie that have nothing to do with the actor or the actress. It has everything to do with the studio, the director, the editing. All There's all kinds of things that go into the soup of making a movie that the thing that is supposed to launch you into the stratosphere can go sideways at any given moment. And I think what we're hearing from Dakota Johnson is her reflecting on what about it went sideways? Yeah. And she's still fairly diplomatic when she's talking yes. to Vanity Fair. Very measured in her experience on the set of Fifty Shades of Grey. We're not getting the full story from Dakota Johnson. Clearly, no. there's a lot more drama that happened on the set of that movie. But you know what? She's moved on clearly. Her career post Fifty Shades of Grey has been far more interesting, I yes. think, than anything she did in those movies. She's out there uh, selling Persuasion on Netflix, which is a Jane Austen adaptation. She's also a movie producer. She made this movie called Cha Cha Smooth, which is yeah. going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. So for Dakota Johnson, even though this didn't maybe have the intended uh, impact quickly on her career it definitely has set her up for all these wonderful things that she's doing and also again she's hollywood royalty she, her lineage is strong Very. and we will be talking about that a little bit later in the show but uh when we come back on the colleen and bradley show we are going to get all the dirt straight from hollywood with a dirt alert on my talk 1071 straight from hollywood it's a dirt alert hey Hall. what you got uh i don't know why santa claus made a I guest know. appearance sorry <laughs> uh we're talking about britney spears's conservatorship oh. it's over right i yes. thought so it totally is over but britney spears's attorney is blasting her father jamie spears for seeking a quote revenge deposition I mean. and trying to intimidate his daughter say it yeah so the conservatorship might be over but the legal saga continues uh jamie spears who and was- the family fighting will continue for quite some time mm. I am look, I don't think that any things might get legally settled in the Spears family, mm-hmm. but the family fussing and feuding will go on yeah, forever and a day and, and forever in a day. Exactly. Colleen. Now, Jamie Spears, who was Britney Spears's former conservator and her dad, uh, Matthew Rosengart, her attorney is uh, shaming Jamie Spears for seeking revenge by trying to depose his famous daughter, calling it a low blow and a strategy to intimidate Britney uh, Spears yeah. in a new legal filing in the Los Angeles. Superior Court, Matthew Rosengart said he now, with no legitimate good faith basis, seeks to take a sham deposition of his daughter, all in effort to upset and intimidate her. Now, the next year, hearing in Britney Spears's case is set to be held on July 13th, where this matter is expected to be addressed in court. Now, uh, Britney Spears is still fighting against Jamie Spears legally. Jamie Spears has requested that Britney pay his legal bills despite being suspended by the court shortly before the conservatorship was terminated last year in November. Okay, thank you for clarifying that cuz the 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 question I had was why 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 go why court again? Why? Right? But that why? does make sense because he was terminated as conservator all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Prior to the dissolution of the conservatorship. Right. And so he I was can... suspended in September. Oh, suspended. That's what it yes. was. Yes. In September. The conservatorship was terminated in November. Now, Britney Spears' legal team is claiming that Jamie Spears was, quote, abusive, cruel, and toxic Mm -hmm. and took advantage of his role as conservator, taking millions from Britney Spears' earnings instead of looking out for her best interests. Now, Rosengart has pledged to to investigate his conduct while serving as the head of the conservatorship, Mm -hmm. but has said that Britney Spears' dad, Jamie, has failed to appear for his deposition mm. three times. Mm. Listen, oh God. I mean, they're just fighting dirty. It's so gross. And I get it. Jamie Spears, I get it. He's probably upset because he went from a lot of money to zero money, a lot of income to none income in a matter of days. Yes. Right? So I can see how he'd be angry. But also, I mean, listen, when you're not showing up for depositions, me thinks you might be hiding. You don't say. Right? You don't say. And he say. can't dance fast enough. Oh, oh. Let's talk about Kelly Clarkson. Okay, what's she up to? Uh, Well, she is teased that Mew Music is finally on the way. And this... Yay. And it's been delayed because she got a divorce. Okay. So she said, everyone knows the huge divorce I went through, and it's been two years, and it's not easy with kids. Now, she said that I'm just navigating what I'm comfortable with releasing, so it's Mm. a hard thing to navigate. It's coming. I just got to get my crap together, and I got to figure out what I'm going to release. I've never had this difficult of a project, Kelly Clarkson, talking about releasing music. Well, I mean, listen, you know, regardless of, I mean, I think you can assume based on what she said that the content or, you know, the, the music is probably inspired by her divorce, you might assume that from what she's saying. Yeah, you might. And at the same time, even even if it's not, regardless of whether, regardless of what the music is, people will interpret it as having a perspective or being a commentary on her divorce or on her life after a divorce or before divorce. You see what I'm saying? So she probably really does have to think very carefully about what she puts out, because regardless of what it is, it will become a statement. Well, and also remember, Colleen, in the divorce between Kelly Clarkson and Brandon Blackstock. Her manager. Thank you. So I think there's a lot of legal tanglings that have prohibited Kelly Clarkson from releasing new music. She hasn't released non-holiday music since 2017. So whether it's actually she's being blocked or whether she's like, I don't want Brandon to get his mitts. Yeah. On my music or, money, yeah, get paid. Yes, yes exactly. Oof. Um, the good news is mm-hmm. the brilliant thing about her TV show is that you still get to hear her sing like every day. So yeah. if you love yourself some Kelly Clarkson, you still get a taste of it. Yeah, but and, new music, please. And it's fantastic. Also, Colleen mm-hmm. did see out of the corner of my eye because we do have a television in our control mm-hmm. room that Mopo and Connie Chung 
We're on the Kelly Clarkson oh, show. And my we weren't even paying attention to it. Word, that is a get. Good get, Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Aww. were they like baking a cake together or just chatting? I mean, if only though, they were just doing some couch chat. I, okay. Yeah, I don't think that people have to do quite stunty things on Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I think it's kind of the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking to invest in some real estate, perhaps you want to buy Elvis Presley's one-time Mississippi home going up for auction. Uh, it's in Tupelo, Mississippi. Ooh. Elvis Vernon and Gladys Presley lived in that house from 1933 or 43, excuse me, to 1944. So you could buy a house. Give me the stats on it. Like, you know, what is it like? Do we know how much it's going for? Um, it's small. Uh huh. And I don't have a going price okay. right now, but I imagine that it's not going to be too terribly no. much. But still, very cool to say that you lived in, a, you know, a Presley family. House, a Presley family house, and yeah. it doesn't probably have grant gr- green shag carpet. No, like there's no jungle room. There's no jungle room. Have you been to Graceland? No, Sorry, sideways. No, Kelly. it is on my bucket list. Oh man, even John Stamos narrates the experience. Oh my there. gosh, I just have heard like nothing but amazing things about it. Holly Roberts, <sighs> thank you for that dirt alert. Yes. Thank you also for reigniting my uh, desire to go to Graceland. Whoa. I've listened to the album Graceland by Paul Simon. It's one of my favorites. That doesn't No, count. it's not the same thing. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. I believe our friend Donna Valentine is going to join us for that after this on My Talk 1071. I don't even know where she would be I in don't this know. remodel. I'm going to go shout Oh, no, there them. she is. She's here. She's here. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on yeah, My Talk. the step. 1071. <laughs> I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainer's off, but Donna Valentine has just joined us. And Donna, okay, Hi. first of all, let me get you. Do you need headphones? You yeah, probably want them. I don't know. You can use those? I'm a disaster. Okay, so, no, you're not a disaster. I just want the listener to know right now that uh, in case, we haven't really talked about it a whole lot on our show, but we're doing a remodel we're not correct people are remodeling uh the radio uh, area the building is receiving it is. a remodel exactly and there's no the carpet has been pulled up from the floor yes and it is sticky it is so sticky in fact that if you stop moving you will stay on the floor yeah. where you are or I've, your shoe if you, and, oh. and, and and then after you stay and you try to escape your entire shoe will come off. Donna, <laughs> did you hear what happened to me the other day? They no. were painting. Everybody wants to hear this. We'll get to those blind items in just a moment. Um, I was walking out the door. I st- I was wearing Birkenstocks. Oh. The door was closed. Mm-hmm. They had just painted the door. <gasps> no. I I got stuck, walked out of my shoe, and braced myself on the wet paint. Colleen! <laughs> it was hilarious. I'm surprised they didn't have to airlift you out of here. Well, I can't believe they didn't find the security footage, because <laughs> apparently that's a thing. Steve. One time. And the clip. I mean, come on. The clip. Anyway, uh, okay, our friend Donna is here because she's going to help us solve some blind items in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Uh, Celebrity gossip mysteries, starting with this one. This foreign-born, three-named actor already quit one hit show, and now another project he was set to do. Uh, He made people mad, uh, and he's not going to be doing that either. He is burning way too many bridges. Foreign-born, three-named actor. Mm -hmm. And he already quit one project? Yeah, and then he quit another one. And it's not a good look for this guy. And we all know it. Right? Or don't uh, we? Yeah, we do know it. Okay. Okay. 
quit a project. Movie project? Um, the first one was a streaming service project. The second project, uh, I'm not sure exactly what it was. Is he relatively new on the scene? Or is he? has he been around for a hot moment? He's been around for a few years at this okay. point. Is he a comedian? Not funny that I know of. Okay. 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 Three names. Regé Jean Page. John. Yes. It is. Ding. Oh, Ding. Good job. Wow. wow. See, you yes. didn't me. I don't know where that came from, but wow. I found it. Good job. <laughs> What's up with that? No kidding. Ugh. So that's okay. Go ahead. Fill in the blank. So Reggie John Page already quit one hit show. He quit Bridgerton after the first season. And then he left another project he was set to do. And he's burning way too many bridges, this Reggie John Page. Yeah. Oof. That's not good. Do you think he's getting a little too big for his britches? I mean, I think if you're, you know, I think that's what I heard, actually. Because yeah, <laughs> uh, if you're watching Bridgerton, okay. <laughs> but, um, no, that's what that's, that's, I mean, I I think that that's the message that sends, for yes. sure. Yes. Right? Is that he thinks he's capable and uh He's, he's got to strike while it's hot, yeah. is what he's thinking. Yeah. That's the heart. Listen, uh, this is why, this is why I'm not an actor. Um, because I don't have talent, but also because <laughs> you have to be really thoughtful about the choices you make at what point in your career, right? Because if you make the wrong choice, it really can cost you your career. And sometimes maybe you're just meant to be a television star yeah, and not a movie star or just stand David there Caruso. with your shirt off. That helps too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can always model. Now, exactly. Reggie John Page has completed a project called The Gray Man, and also Dungeons and Dragons is oh. currently in post production with my werewolf Hollywood zaddy Chris Pine. Yeah, he's hot. sexy. Yeah. When you buy a ticket, do you get one of those multi sided dice as like a. <laughs> Like I'm just That's wondering, funny, like a like a yeah, like, like, you like you get bobbleheads yeah, exactly. when you go to the game. Yeah, yeah. You get one of those big dice. <laughs> you know, I if, thought those if, were so cool. If we don't get one of those, that is a shame. By the way, the Agreed. Gray Man, that movie is going to be premiering on Netflix July 22nd, starring Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. Okay, so it's not like he's not doing things. It's just that he's left a couple projects. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not good, but it's not bad. I mean, he's still working, right? For Thank now. You. Oh, let's do another one. Another celebrity gossip mystery. Let's solve this. The former A-list dual language threat singer is going to be forced to settle with his former manager unless he wants what happens happened in the past to resurface Ooh. and permanently end his career. The manager teased it so he would know it would come up in the depositions, which would then be leaked. Now, this is completely separate from things that happened when the singer was a teen. Oh, okay. Dual language. Yeah. Dual language. And some stuff happened when this person was a teen. Allegedly, supposedly, but this has nothing to do okay. with what is currently okay. happening. Mm. Dual language. Dual. I know. I'm, is it obvious that this person is dual language or did this person maybe just have a song that had some wait, other languages a, in it? Is this a lady person or is this a man? A, a man, man human. It's a he-man. Oh, is it Ricky? Yes. Martin? Yes. <gasps> wow, you're on fire. Well, okay, I have to be really honest. I was not thinking of a male singer, which 
that was a weird bias that showed up that I didn't plan oh, for. Oh, I see. But, I, but the piece that was interesting, okay, fill in the blank, and then and then I'll say what tipped me off. So Ricky Martin is going to be forced to settle with his former manager unless he wants what happened in the past to resurface and permanently end his career. Mm. Now, the manager teased it so he would know it would come up in depositions, which then would be leaked. Now, this is completely separate from things allegedly that happened to Ricky Martin when he was a teen. So what that made that made me think of this Menudo documentary. Right. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I want to know more. But this is what I want to know more about is the way you said that the manager leaked something, which they did yesterday. And what did they leak? Ricky Martin's former talent manager issued a warning to Ricky Martin, specifically warning him about the excess of three million dollars in unpaid commissions that are accruing on an ongoing basis. Yes. Now, apparently, uh, Ricky Martin allegedly, supposedly refused to pay the manager millions of dollars in commissions that he owes under their management agreement. Now, uh, Martin has now, so, okay, so I'm just kind of reading off the cuff on deadline.com, and that this former manager, Rebecca Drucker, saved Ricky Martin from potentially career-ending allegations. Now, that is the the threat. That's what I was looking for. We all want to know what that is. Yeah, now what NT Lawyer is saying, this has nothing to do with Ricky Martin's career in Menudo, which that Mm -hmm. is a whole separate other story. So this is something that, who know? I honestly it could don't be dirty know. birdie stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's or hard. Just, like you don't want to ever work with Ricky Martin again because he's gonna not pay right you what right. you're what you're due right. And I think the the thing is is that you can you know there are two areas where your career can be ended right because of the public's opinion of you. Or the industry's opinion of you. Sure. Because if you can't find anybody to work with you because of some certain, like, whatever, whatever it is, behavior Detail. or, you know, whatever money situation, then you're not going to be able to have a career. Right. So I, that's what I'm kind of curious about is which, well, now, which way. According to Deadline.com, Ricky Martin is repped by an agency, CAA, and uh, they're saying the minutia of the potential scandal waiting to happen is very secret at this Oof. point. Mm, and That doesn't sound good. No, and no, no. these attorneys that are representing the manager are unlikely to make a statement like career-ending allegations unless they've got something to back it up oh, with. All right, career-ending allegations allegations that sounds like it's more than just business yeah, stuff it's yeah. like they've got something on him They're and they've got enough over. of it that they oof yeah you guys so that's a i am i i am wondering if this i just want to hold this moment because oftentimes we hear blind items like this and then they turn into an i told you so later mm-hmm. so just like everybody remember this okay. yeah fascinating because these attorneys are putting out some serious teases yeah. with some hard numbers and i don't know i literally mm. do not know mm. baffled by what it could be yeah well you heard it here first okay do you got a shorty okay okay Blinded by the item. Blind item, a little nugget of gossip mystery. It's now, a one. it seems uh, wrong that while his dad in the hospital, the offspring and the TikTok star are setting up paparazzi photo sessions so they can be seen together. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not going to get this. Okay, I'm going to help you out. Okay. It's very easy. 
I'm just going to tell you what it is. Because yesterday's blind item was about the offspring of this person being in a rela- a relationship with a TikTok star. So the father is Travis Barker. The kid is oh, Travis Barker. Alabama. Kid, oh, is son or is it son? Who's, Landon. Who's in a relationship with Charlie D'Amelio. Yes. Oh. Sorry, a publationship with Charlie D'Amelio. So fill in the blank because what this is saying is like dad's in the hospital and they're out, you know, having photo ops. Right. Yeah. So Landon Barker and his new girlfriend, Charlie D'Amelio, are setting up paparazzi photo sessions so they can be seen together. Now, the wrinkle in this story is that the blind item yesterday was that Travis Barker was all for giving his children right. a platform for celebrity. Right. So meanwhile, while Travis Barker is dealing with his pancreatitis over in the hospital, they're getting like, a career over there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> hey, great. We're going to get your name in headlines. Yeah, don't let me get in the way, kids. Oh. Didn't need a reality show. Just had to have a medical issue. Oh get God. well soon, Dad. Uh, Donna Valentine, always hey. a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks it's for showing see. up. Fun to see how your mind works. Thanks. Try to keep your shoes on when you get out there. I know, right? All right. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Donna. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to actually focus on a publationship. Kind of. I mean, did we know it was a publationship? Well, I think we do now. We'll tell you who it is after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers off. Holly and I are hanging out with you. And we will continue to do so until they pull us off the air at three for Lori and Julia. Um, but uh, one of the things you've come to know and love about the Colleen and Bradley show is we are uh, aware of publicationships. We like to point them out when we see them. And to clarify, Holly, what is a publicationship? A publationship, Colleen, is a celebrity relationship that's flexed for publicity. Thank you for saying it in the way you just said it, because I want to just make sure people know what we are not saying is that it is a fake relationship. Sometimes a publationship can be a fake relationship. Absolutely. However, sometimes it is a real relationship, but listen, it's none of our business. The only thing that we care about is when they're using that relationship to promote something that's when we're all ears. Well, I would like to present for conversation a publicationship that's actually been uh, at least relationshiping for quite some time, but now they're taking it into the publicationship sphere. And I think they've done it in the past before. Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling. They're light dabblers, but not yes. even light dabblers because I would be. Mm, I don't think we've seen a lot of PDA from. Uh, Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling. No. And PDA, I'm going to define that as going to red carpets together, mm-hmm. doing career stuff together. Yeah. We see paparazzi photographs of them sometimes. Occasionally. Occasionally, but their relationship, they've kept it pretty quiet because they've been together for quite some time. Okay, so can we actually like use them as a study for one moment before we get to the thing that that brings us to the conversation about them today? To me, they are a study in... Celebrities who can remain private when they want to. Yeah. Because truly, you don't see pictures of them out and about. You don't see paparazzi photos of their kids. You don't see paparazzi photos. You don't see them together very often. Oh, and Ava Mendez has not been in a movie since 2014. Wow. So she's been doing lifestyle stuff. She's had clothing lines, but she's kept it pretty quiet. But Oh, well, here she is Look now. at that. Look, Look at, at that. She's Look shown it. up. So she was on the talk. And I think, Holly, you've got all the, the backstory to how, why that is. But what I found interesting is that she 
she knows that her husband's currency as a like a, a with his sex appeal is important to his career. Yes. He because was a, it was a whole meme. Hey, girl. Yeah, exactly. And so remember the other day, I think it was last week, we saw a photograph from the set of the Barbie movie where he is playing Ken. Mm-hmm. And he is dressed up like Ken. His hair is bleached blonde. He's got his shirt open. You can see the washboard abs. If you're looking in the right places, it looks real sexy. But it was absolutely dragged through the mud. Absolutely. For how campy it looked. So it was like not sexy to some people. And that's fine because... I don't think the intent of that photograph of Ryan Gosling as Ken was supposed to be overtly sexy. Well, that apparently confused people's brains because people were making fun of that photo. It's supposed to be campy. Come on. He's a plastic doll, for goodness sake. Yeah. And if you have seen, well, now people didn't know at the time, but we have been seeing photographs on the set of the movie Barbie. Clearly, they're going in the direction of camp. Oh, there's no question. No question. So, Eva Mendez, I think probably in response to the fact that Ryan Gosling had just a little piece of his sex appeal stripped away by people's commentary on that photograph, she showed up to restore his his uh, sexiness. Oh, well, thank goodness for Eva Mendez. Apparently, <laughs> on the talk, they 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 uh, brought up the underwear, and she said. Uh, to the hosts of the talk, she said, I said, can I please have that underwear, please? I never ask for anything. So anyway, I do have it and I'm wearing it right now. So what? She's wearing his underwear? According to her on the talk. Do I believe it? Not even for a second. Did she wash it? I don't have. Also, that gets uh, no follow up questions. Okay. But honestly, I thought to myself, that was a, a decision. That was a moment of we need to do something to make him sexier again. Yeah. Because that that photo was decidedly not sexy to people make, in the Canadian tuxedo. Make Ryan Gosling sexy yes. again. Exactly. He will, Put that uh, on a t-shirt. But that's that's a fascinating reaction because you're absolutely right Colleen that was a clearly a calculated mention to reestablish Ryan Gosling as a sex symbol yeah but that photograph of Ryan Gosling as Ken in the Barbie movie again not you can I mean look what whatever you find sexy you find sexy but that wasn't a, a deliberate thirst trap in the way that it was no. it, he's playing by all means a, a plastic, plastic doll, doll with <laughs> his bits. He don't have them. I don't know if you've looked at a Ken doll recently. They're not anatomically correct. They really are not. So that that she has to clarify that makes me a little sad. But then she's publationshipping. This is an example of a relationship that is established and that is real. But you're using it to enhance your own celebrity because Ava Mendes, like I said, Colleen, she hasn't been she hasn't done any kind of Hollywood work since 2014. She's on the talk. Yeah. Why is she on the talk? She has a new line of sponges. Like contraceptive sponges? No. Oh, okay. Actual sponges. 
Like cleaning sponges. Like cleaning sponges. What is special about these? I have no idea. Ava Mendez is putting her celebrity behind a brand of celebrity sponges. What? This is really weird. Well, and she's cleaned up her whole Instagram account. She wiped it clean. Pun intended. Yay! (laughs) Uh, The first post was on May 5th. That's all she's done. And and she is putting up some Ryan Gosling content in a way that is Uh. very aggressively, well, just a poster of his new movie that we just talked about called The Gray Man. But she's clearly, someone said, girl, you need to get in publationship territory. And she did it. You got to sell those sponges.